if we increase our self-awareness, it's easier to be able to handle it. Because if I wasn't as self-aware, that could have been really damaging to me. Yeah, yeah. Because I was like, I, even me at first, I was like, I was taken aback. I was like, oh shit, is it is it me? Is it my weakness? Is it yeah. my downfall? Yeah, yeah. Of course it's not. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, all the way down to the toddlers that are listening to this. I know there's, there's probably young people listening to this for sure, but... You reckon? Yeah, I reckon our youngest listener is like eight. That's my guess. <laughs> eight or nine. That's my guess. Probably. I reckon. Maybe. I know. Well, welcome to the Uncovered Podcast with Nick and Femi. It's your boy, Femi. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Smooth sounds. Smooth sounds of... Of Mr. Smooth Chocolate, Femi. Remember that used to be a nigga? Yeah, I used to be a nigga with a smooth chocolate. Crazy. That was smooth dark chocolate. Well, I just leave it a chocolate. That's okay. Yeah, that's why it was a bit misleading. Yeah, whatever flavor of chocolate is irrelevant, but yeah, yeah. It's still chocolate at the end of the day. At the end of the day, and it's still very smooth. Exactly. That's facts. And it's your boy, Nick. What's going on, people? Man, this is a beautiful, beautiful day. Yeah. You know, shout out to my Muslim mothers and sisters here in the holy month. We recognize you. We see you guys, man. We've got a lot of Muslim listeners, a lot of, uh, Muslim friends, so we want to just stand in there, recognize you, sure. you know, if you're doing your thing during Ramadan. But yeah, man, we're here to talk about something that's really, really sick today, actually. I really, we actually had this conversation not long ago, and we thought that, you know what, whether you like it or not, we're going to record it this time. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, I think the interesting thing about it, because like we have these conversations quite a bit, actually, mm, which is kind mm. of the, we're fortunate of, the fact that, yeah, we, yeah. you know, we're in a, a space where we, ha- we have that container for ourselves to be able to have those, um, real conversations and i think that i know a lot of people it's it's a bit of a stretch for a lot of people to do it for obvious reasons yeah and we're talking about vulnerability right i thought you were going to intro it a little bit smooth but oh yeah, no yeah, but yeah, you that's were, why i was trying to no, avoid thought, using that language my bad that, bro because i was like good. this is this is people might be like what the hell are these exactly. guys on about that was the point my bad that's what you're doing so <laughs> my bad that's all good bro. Bad. Nah, i, I recognize that extra, i gotta do some extra work but yeah Anyway, back, to, back. Let's pretend that didn't happen. So, so continue on, continue on, sir. Nah, he's really killed it. But anyways, yeah, basically, yeah, we're talking about vulnerability. Yes, but it's yes. powerful because every time we have like a real, raw, vulnerable conversation, like it always gives you that. After the conversation, you're always in introspection. You're just like, damn, yeah. Um, which is so powerful for growth and especially yes. with our mental health. So I think that you know, for you guys listening at the moment, you might not want to hear it, but it's so powerful. We're going to continue to preach it because. It's a game changer. Hundred percent. And I think that's we've all we've always said and I've always looked at it in terms of our business and our friendship is um as a superpower of yeah. our ability to be vulnerable yeah. and real and recognize we ain't yeah. we don't know shit about yeah. shit, right? Uh, and are. and realizing that in life is a very humbling thing because you know, it's usually the first sign of growth and it's usually the first opportunity for learning. Mm. I think that's what we really value is that growth and learning phases in our life. So if that's you and you struggle with being vulnerable, <laughs> strap in, baby. Yeah. We're about to teach you how to be vulnerable. We're going to teach you about the value of vulnerability and the opportunity that it has, an opportunity cost Ooh, for not being cost, yes, sir. Not being vulnerable, yes, sir. So. I think a cool way to kind of get into it is that let's discuss what is it. What does being vulnerable actually look like? What is it? Yeah, do you know what's actually very interesting? I think about this all the time, and it's like vulnerability isn't just about talking about awkward situations, right? No. Because you can have an awkward situation that you. Couldn't care less about it. People know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh my God, like, yeah, I farted yesterday. Do you think that's what people assume vulnerability no, to no, be? No, 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 no. I'm just giving a very, oh, right. very silly example, sure. right? Just to hone in my point. Okay. But I think that vulnerability is 
is pure honesty and raw honesty and being mm. real about the situation, about your feelings and what's going on, regardless of the outcome and understanding that these outcomes are, um, you know, could potentially be detrimental to your, you know, reputation, your personality, you know, your perception. But I guess like, that's what I think in terms of like what we're having the conversation, but in terms of like generally what vulnerability is just being open, open to whatever can come. Yeah. You know what I mean? And when you're, when you're putting yourself out there, you're open to, good stuff but you're also open to the bad repercussions that can be that can happen it's kind of like you know if you're fighting someone right you got your guard up but the moment you start fighting you start throwing yes you are attacking but you're also vulnerable you put your hands down you're vulnerable to you know whatever can come to you so yeah i think i like the extended definition that you had because it gives people a bit more perspective because yeah being open can be interpreted so many different ways but when you define it the way you did at the beginning i think it's really I think it hits home and it gives a lot more clarity for people because it, it's it's really, really important to have a clear understanding about it yeah. and understand that, you know, sometimes your vulnerabilities might drag in a little bit of criticism and feedback that you're not open to, but, uh, you know, having the acknowledgement of that and being okay with that is really, really important. So even when I look at it, I look at it like, damn, I'm really just about to surrender. I'm just about to lay myself raw yeah, come on. and be like, bang, like. I like that word. What? That surrender word is really powerful. It is powerful because that's essentially what you're doing, right? Like, I think that when you get to a point where you're like, you know what? Like, let me, I'm literally going to lay myself here on the table and I'm going to tell you what's real. And going into any vulnerable, any conversation where you're about to be vulnerable with that kind of like mindset and fame, it allows you to be open to the growth and the feedback. Because fe- sometimes a lot of us, we don't want to hear the negative feedback, mm-hmm. things that, you know, might trigger more emotions and that could be like more sadness or anger off the back of it. Yeah. But it's always after the back, you hear something negative or something and being critical with you is when you get the most amount of growth because you're able to be like, oh, okay, I see. I understand that, you know, I'm not perfect or I have these flaws or people are noticing this about me. Let me kind of reflect on it and not dismiss it. So I think that when you're, when you go in with that frame, it's, it's, it's so powerful and it changes the whole dynamic of the conversation. Feedback is the lifeblood of growth, man. Yeah. Like for sure. You can't grow. You can't progress in anything. Yeah. Relationship, life, personal development, whatever, without mm, feedback. For sure. And I think that vulnerability allows an awesome opportunity for feedback, not only from the external person, but also from yourself. It's like when I'm vulnerable, that made me feel good. I'm yeah. starting to I'm starting to remove the power of that story mm. um in our life. So yeah, hundred percent. Feedback is powerful. I'm yeah. excited for this conversation, and I think that there's going to be a lot of learnings to be had. So I want to ask you a question, young Nicholas. Yo, talk to me. Talk to me, young N I C K. Nick Eve. Notorious N I C. Nick Eve's. You like that one, Notorious N I C? Let me. I don't like do, you know, do, do you know what's crazy? I, I I found that so funny the first time I um. So I was talking to some. This is so off topic, but when I heard that first time, it was what Notorious? I, no, no, no. I met. I was talking to this, my friend of mine, right? And her name on Instagram was Notorious NIC. Oh shit! I don't know why I just outed her. You just IG. outed her whole IG. No, that was crazy. a long. It was a long time when ago. I said the beep. <laughs> no, it was a long time ago, yeah. right? So it's probably changed. <laughs> <laughs> it was yesterday, but no, anyway, no, no, no. because no. you're like, I was thinking about this the other day. So no, it was a lo- look, to be honest, she went by the name. I don't know what. Anyways, her I hear your story, so just keep yeah. Keep Notorious keep. NIC. I was like, that is actually bars, though. Like that's a that's a fresh that's name a fresh like, name. Notorious, Notorious NIC. Her name was like Nicola or some shit. That's banger. That's yeah, crazy, honestly. Nicola, whatever your name is, wherever you are. Notorious NIC. And Notorious NIC, that's gangster. Yeah. But anyway. That's a banger to be honest. It's a straight banger. If, yeah. if, if she doesn't have it, you should actually take it. Yeah, Notorious NIC. That is gangster. Anyway. Yeah. Young Nick. I want to ask you, bro. Like, when was the moment that you, because you you weren't always vulnerable. Like, I've known you for a long time and you were definitely not always vulnerable. Mm. Right? What was the moment that made you 
want to begin your vulnerability journey and becoming more vulnerable because obviously it wasn't just a spark. It wasn't just like a, whoa, I'm going to start being vulnerable out of nowhere. Yeah, for sure. So it's like obviously a transition. When did that start? Yeah, when did it start? It probably started like, so why was it now? 2021. So it probably finished, started just as I was finishing high school, which was back in 2013. Wow. wow. Crazy. I'm so old. That's ridiculous. 2013. Actually makes me sick. Wow. Um, But I think that's when the whole kind of journey started. And I think the the big kind of trigger for it was, and I I don't know if my story is really applicable for a lot of people, but I'll say it anyway. It was just, it was just fortunate for me to be surrounded by a group of people that would still call me out regardless if I wanted to hear it or not. And I think that's what kind of allowed me to like, Cause I was the type of person that people were like, like I always said at the start, like when people, when you lay yourself, when you don't actually lay yourself flat and you're open to the feedback, it has the adverse effect of being like, piss off, don't talk to me. Or you don't know what you're talking about. I'm angry at my friend. It has that impact. And that's how I was feeling a lot of the times, but I was fortunate to have friends that still didn't care. And they still just wanted to lay it to me raw. What did you struggle being vulnerable with? With? Look, I think the one of my big challenges that come to mind, I know there was heaps. So one of the big things that I actually struggled with was actually admitting that I was wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, because it was like one of the uh, one of my big kind of like insecurities back in the day was in relation to, you know, how my perception, how I was perceived. Yeah. And one of those is strictly lay specifically perception around like intelligence and how academic you were was one of kind of my big things. Yeah, yeah. Um so to be told that I was wrong was to be told that you're stupid or you're dumb. That's crazy. So um, why is why? Because oh, I've never even heard this myself. Yeah. Like I've never, I've never, I've, I've, I didn't, yeah. I've, but it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that's right. So it's like, it was one of those things where it was like, well, I don't want to be labeled that way. I don't want to perceive that way. So therefore, if I'm going to be perceived that way, that's the natural connection that I have to it. So then to be able, for me to be able to acknowledge that I was incorrect was like, nah, I can't do that. Um, which is interesting though, because the moment that I stepped away from that is like, you know what, like being wrong doesn't actually mean that you're dumb. Being wrong is what actually opens my ability to be able to learn different things was that kind of perception that I had. But that was the challenge. That was one of the big things that I I know that I struggled with Um, or even knowing that I'm overreacting. And I think that um, even overreacting, it's a challenging one still. And I won't kind of delve into that because like, I, don't, I feel like people's emotions regardless should still be able to be validated. I don't need to feel, make people feel like you're overreacting. That's an incorrect way to respond from an emotional yeah, like level. What, what is overreacting, right? Like yeah, exactly. Is just reacting. What, exactly. What is over or under? What's the line? Exactly. And I don't think there is, especially for someone looking at it from an external point of view. Like, I don't think, you, I mean, you're not in a position. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. It's yeah. more just like, at the end of the day, whatever emotions you have, your response is your yeah, response. You can't, yeah, I mean, you can't tell them that's wrong. Obviously, yeah, obviously, there's an appropriate and appropriate of response. Of course, of course. But like, yeah, That's I why I, that. I didn't want to dial into it too much. I'm like, yeah. oh, here we go. Yeah. But, um, it's hard to mention and not. Yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah, we do exactly. that pre-frame that at the end of the day, it's like some things are, you know, not called for, not appropriate, but, you know, that's a, there's a fine line there. Yeah, if you're angry, it's just feedback for yourself. Do you feel it like is your feedback. Are being of course, crossed, right? of course, of course. Line. But exactly right. So, um, yeah, going back to what I was saying is that like to be told that though, um, that the feelings weren't being validated and maybe just because mm. it wasn't communicated correctly to make it feel like how I'm feeling, you know, there's no point to feel that way. Right. You're overreacting or that's not a, pro- that doesn't deserve that kind of response. Yeah. Um, 
And sometimes, you know, to some degrees it was correct, but to some other degrees that it wasn't. And that let me hold a little bit of baggage because I felt like uh, I'm not going to communicate because it's not being understood anyway. And that's mm. something that I still struggle with to this day. Like sometimes nice. I communicate or I don't feel like I'm really properly understood. So it holds me back, but at least I have the awareness that that's what's happening. And it's a, a journey that we continue to do to be able to really reveal that. But I think that was the starting point was then it was like, you know, that insecurity that I had then leading to other areas and emotions about me not being validated was then when I was like, you know what, let me be vulnerable. At least let me kind of share my perspective. And I think the big thing as well was being able to learn how to properly communicate it. Cause I think that when it's not communicated correctly, that's when it's, uh, you go back in this vicious cycle of still not being vulnerable or still not interpreting the feedback the way that you want to, because you didn't articulate it correctly in the first place. So yeah, that was me anyway. Yeah. That's very interesting. I've never, I actually like, the, the thought of communicating something correctly, like your emotions or your whatever you're feeling. It's very interesting. I never actually thought about that being a barrier, but yeah. definitely, right? Like if you feel like, okay, I didn't word that right. And now people are seeing me as this. And that's just, it's like, it's like, no, I'm not saying that I'm that I'm saying that I'm this, but now you're reacting to that. And that's not the same one. Like it's a exactly. completely different yeah, ballgame, a different, different vulnerabilities. It's it's yeah, it is very complex. And that's interesting. I've never actually thought about that. Mm. Um, So I want to say like, when you did start transitioning out of being, you know, someone that doesn't open up, what was, what did you find was the benefits? Where did you find was actually like, why, why do it? Right. Cause mm. it's just, it's hard. Like, why did I, why do I need to? I was just, you know, no one needs to know everything about me. Yeah. Right. I mean, there's so many benefits to it. It's a really beneficial in terms of my own processing and understanding of how I'm feeling to be able to kind of have that person or that thing where you can just use as your outlet and just kind of express was really, really powerful. Mm. The second part of that as well was just that release of the baggage because I, like I always say, like, you know, our emotions, our traumas, the things that we go through, it's a somatic experience. We physically feel it and it, it physically kind of weighs us down and has holdage on us. So to be able to kind of just express it and lay it out there, it was just kind of like that feeling of like, like a freedom and like a release of all these particular emotions and stuff that I've been feeling. It's like this big bag that you've just now just put on the floor and you're like, okay, like I've, I've laid it out there. And then you continue to, um, the transitions to like to growth and acceptance of what's kind of going on, depending on what you've been vulnerable with. So that's what I found really valuable when it comes to be vulnerable. And that's why I continue to do it because that's uh, one of my big values is to grow and growth entails me to be vulnerable and accept feedback. So that's why it aligns well with me. A hundred percent. I think the big thing that you kind of alluded to was when you're, when you've got this secret or, mm that you're embarrassed about or maybe you don't want to be open about whichever yeah. whatever whichever what whichever way you want to say it yeah right <coughs> it gives it all this power yeah it gives it this power over you mm. that you can't be authentically yourself you can't mm. live the life that you want to live it's like oh i can't go there because then people will know that i'm this yeah i can't act this way because then people are gonna ask questions i'm gonna be bad yeah it, it, it gives power right yeah. and the moment that you are vulnerable and open and honest and say look man i'm struggling i'm this i'm that mm. i really really i'm you know i'm living this type of life yeah it removes the hold that it has yeah. you're saying right and allows you to be able to live your life and your terms and you be the driver yeah not this you know dickhead secret that you got you know taking yeah. over the wheel yeah yeah and it's really powerful especially like guilt and shame is a is a really big thing in mental health where you know some of our behaviors some of the things that we did back in the days we have that guilt and shame towards it that really hides its power mm -hmm. on you 
Um, and really one of the big, I'm a big believer that one of the big ways to break it is to be able to be vulnerable and just let it happen. But obviously getting there is a big process. So the question I want to ask you, because obviously oh, like, yeah, it comes back to you. And we were speaking about this, um, might've been last week we were speaking about it, but you know, I think it was valuable and it was something that I kind of like reflected on. And I think that our listeners would um, value from it. But it's in terms of like those labels and those things that people have on you. And then sometimes because you, you've been labeled that so much that you, you know, you might not have that nice association to it so you're trying to break it but then you don't want to bring it up because that's the label that people are going to have even though you're trying to be vulnerable about it because i think yeah. does that make sense of course it does yeah so like talk to us about that from your perspective and i'm sure like any of us here we've been labeled so many different things so if you think about a label that kind of you know strikes a chord for you i mean be? like something i've been thinking about a lot lately and i think that i mentioned to you in one of the conversations that we we're having yeah i didn't mention this topic but i mentioned the issue and it will make sense when I speak about it. And I think that because we're mental health clinicians, we're experienced, we have this, you know, this background, people forget that we're human mm. and we have these struggles. And I feel like, I always feel like I'm not allowed anymore to feel sad, lonely, upset, mm. whatever it is, or to have these struggles and to also struggle with other people's emotions too. Yeah, And I think that that's something that I, like people have this expectation like, oh, you're a mental health nurse. You should be able to deal with anything and any anything yeah, yeah. and everyone that what they put onto you yeah. without giving you the opportunity to say, well, that's actually way too much yeah. for me to handle. Mm. And what I'm going through right now, I'm feeling sad, lonely, upset, empty. I'm also feeling emotionally overwhelmed. I'm also feeling like I've got way too much pressure on me from these people. People have this expectation because you're a mental health nurse. You should be able to deal with this. I remember this one time, right? This is crazy. I'm going to say this out loud, but I'm going to be real. I'm going to be open and honest. And, you know, no disrespect to any, the person that says this, that said this, if they, if you're listening to it, that's so love, but like, it, it's just something that I stuck with me. I was talking to this person, right? And for whatever reason, you know, the situation didn't work out. And I think it's because that person has their own baggage and their own stuff that they got to deal with, yeah. right? And it didn't work out. And one of the, like the sister of the person, right, someone really close to them, um, came up to me and sat me down and spoke to me about it and was like, I would have expected someone with, as a mental health clinician to be able to handle someone yeah. and date and accept that and date somebody like that. Mm. I'm like, hang on, wait. Yeah. Hang on, I still got my own struggles. I still got my own issues. I still got my own things. I still got my own preferences, standards, and all that kind of stuff. And I think that because we're mental health clinicians, we have this standard to be perfect and we're not. Mm. And we still have things that we don't like. And we mm. still have things that um, I'm not open to, to accepting. I feel like I don't get the space to be that. I feel like I don't get the space to be real and, and fail yeah. and, and, you know, not be perfect and not always do the right thing. Sometimes I don't, yeah. you know? But I don't think people give you the grace and the space to do that. Yeah, for sure, sure. That's powerful, right? So like, because it's like, it's like kind of what we were saying is that when you get that, and I think that people that said it as well, they don't, it's not like they're saying it with bad intention. Yeah, they're not. They're, they're definitely not. It's actually like a lot of praise to you yeah, being so, this person yeah, at the same that's how time. how I see you. Yeah, but it's that, 
lack of awareness that yeah. it makes it quite dangerous. And I think that's one of the the big things that creep on a lot of people, which is why this is such a prevalent issue, is that those kind those words that we don't have the insight is actually damaging damaging is that we what we continue to do. And that's what allows people to get into this cycle and spiral into like depression, you know, insecurities, anxiety, and all these things that we see eating disorders as well being common. It's all off the back of those things that those things that we hint with good intention that takes people into that. Which I think then, you know, with that being said, like what would have been kind of, how would people, like what do people actually do? Because at the same time though, like this kind of is like you, you, you are this profession for yeah, a reason. Exactly. There's a certain level of like awareness that you have. It's just standard, like when I speak yeah, to yeah. a doctor and I, like I'm speaking to a GP and I'm like, maybe something as simple as a flu that I have, but that wasn't identified. I'd be like, oh, like, you know, you're a GP. I would have assumed that you would have been able to, you know, pick that up or do the test to be like, oh, this guy's got a flu. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, Like that's kind of like what you expect because that's the profession. Like that's kind yeah, of the, exactly. the prerequisite. But it's like saying, have. but it's like saying that like you're a doctor. I would be expect you to be able to like have a partner that's sick and cure them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Cause exactly. Because that's what that that's the that's the pressure and the expectation that person is asking me is like, I thought that you would have been able to manage this and fix this situation. Yeah. Right. Mm. And it's like, okay, well, first of all. I don't want to be working at home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? First exactly. of all. And it's not that that person has any, I don't know what that person has. It's none of my business, but there was obviously a lot of emotional struggles that were difficult to yeah, handle. Yeah. Yeah. So. I think that it's, it's, it's quite problematic. And that's why mm. I'm just, I, I think it's interesting to have the conversation because to be honest, from my perspective, I actually don't know, but I can obviously identify it to be a problem. Cause even if we look at parental conditioning, it's like some of those big things happen off the back of good intent by yeah. saying things that they don't actually realize is damaging. Awesome. So, how do we approach it? What do we do? Like, how do we, I know this is kind of going off the topic of vulnerability, but it was just an interesting thought about like, well, how do we address it? What, like when we have expectations on people, which, you know, to some degree, I guess like, yeah, it makes sense why you would think that way. But how do we be mindful? Does it come down to us then leading back to the topic, being vulnerable and be like, yo, like, you know what? Like, that's not, I don't know why you you felt that way or that's not actually who I am. I've got my own challenges. Like, what do we do to kind of um, break that? I guess the, the the thing I always think about is that like, well, what's the purpose of you putting that expectation on that person? Right. Everybody has expectations for everybody, right? Sure. Internally. That's how the world works, yep. right? Um, but what's the purpose of me unloading that expectation onto you? There's, yeah. If there is no purpose, I don't know why we would do that. I don't... I don't, I don't know. You know what I mean? So like, I don't feel like in ter- I'm talking about in terms of like what we, th- what the way we see someone and then letting them know, I would expect you to do this. I would yeah. expect you to do that. I think that you, you, I think that you're doing this. I think you're doing that. I think people allowing people to be aware of their capability is one thing, but setting a set of expectations is another thing. Letting some communicating to somebody that, bro, I see you being capable and being, having the potential to reach this height. It's up to you, bro. But like, I I really think that you're really, really capable. And then having the conversations like, you should do this. Mm. Why aren't you doing that? Yeah. Like you should, there's no, you have to, like, why can't you, you know, why not? One is uplifting, one is damaging. Yeah. And I think that's going to come down to the way that we kind of like put that in. Cause like one isn't actually an expectation. One is just a, one is more just like a, I guess like a elevation, I would say. Yeah. And the other one is a massive kind of like weight of expectation. Like, oh my God, like I'm expecting this. Like yeah. there is no if, buts or maybes. That one's like, if you want to, you can, but it's up to you. Whatever you want to do, that one's like, why, like, what's wrong with you? Mm. 
I think that's I think that's the way that we've got to approach it, man. Just be really, really mindful of the other people's what people are going through and not and not put that expectation, man. When is when have you ever put an expectation on someone and it's been beneficial? I can't remember. No, nah, it's never it's never been beneficial. But one of the challenges that I find is that again, not intentional. And I think that it's something that everybody's gonna go through. And I'm gonna slip on it. I have slipped up on it all the time. Of course. And it's like that feeling about when you do it though, you don't want it to be something that continues to spiral on for so long. Yeah. So then it also we also said and it's a responsibility of the receiver to be like, you know, let me kind of like stop you there, or should I just like take it with a grain of salt and be like <sighs> I think that's a massively loaded question. And it's it hard it's very hard for me to answer that in the, the set amount of it time is. that we have Maybe we can park it, but it's just an interesting thought because it's like, yeah, we need to be mindful, but it's not saying that we're always going to be correct and we're always going to get it right. So yeah, when exactly. we do get it wrong- How well, do you do the self-work exactly. to, to be able to mitigate that? Especially when it's not um, intentional. But you I, know what? It's a, that's a, Like you said, it's a big question. Yeah, that's a so. huge question. Yeah. I guess like my only thing, because I don't want to brush it off, I think the only thing I would say, right, is- I think that when you're hearing things that are unhelpful, yeah, I think it, it comes down to your own self-awareness and being a little bit more solid in where you're at and what's going on in your life, right? Yeah. And being aware that that's just that person, that's that person projecting. Yeah. Not, not necessarily has anything to do with you and just understanding that it's something that it's a projection. It's a projection from their side, not your side. So I think that having that level of self-awareness is going to be the, the first and probably most important part of it. Yeah. So- but again, that's a very superficial answer for a very deep question. So I would love for us to have that conversation. Yeah, a bit we should maybe delve into it. And again, I'm not saying that I have the answer. I'm probably going to have to do a lot more of like research on that. Because that's, that's like, that's life, to be honest. Yeah. Like to say to be mindful and just that's yeah, the way so to do it. Yeah, it's like, it's like, come on, bro, be realistic. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> why I'm like, I, that's why I, mean, I, I don't have the answer. But, like, yeah. but I really and truly do think that a lot of like life's issues can be not solved, but addressed. Yeah. Um, self-awareness and self-reflection yeah. and kind of being sure in yourself and i think it's like that confusion and lack of clarity as to what's going on yeah. that get that that sparks doubt in your mind the reason why you're the reason why people are anxious the reason why people get that no that's an unfair thing to say but like the reason why a lot of these issues not all the time there's obviously a lot of complications that happen yeah but the reason why a lot of these things happen especially in this context is because of that doubt it's like, oh, should I be doing this? Should I be that? Yeah. Should I have been able to handle this situation? Yeah. What, you know what I mean? But yeah, like, yeah, it's, yeah. That, that's what it is. So I think that if you have a, if we increase our self-awareness, it's easier to be able to handle it. Because if I wasn't as self-aware, that could have been really damaging to me. Yeah, yeah. Because I was like, I, even me at first, I was like, I was taken aback. I was like, oh shit. Is this, did, is this my fault? Did I F up? Yeah, did I F it up? Exactly. Like, is it, is it, is it me? Is it my weakness? Is it yeah. my downfall? Yeah, yeah. Of course it's not. Exactly. <laughs> Do you exactly. know what I mean? Like, of course it's not. Mm. But imagine if I didn't, I hadn't done the work that I have done yeah. to be able to be here. Not that I'm great, but I've just done the work to yeah. be able to understand myself a little bit and be like, no, nigga, like, I don't want to do that. Yeah, so yeah, I don't yeah. have to. Exactly. But if somebody else that is just hearing that could easily be like, whoa. Exactly. If you're going through a tough time and you're looking for some support, maybe a podcast is not the best place for you. Yeah, exactly. And mental health can be a bit tricky and support should always be personalized. So we created the Recharge Program to do exactly that. So the Recharge Program is your one-stop shop for all things mental health support. It's an online program that allows you to have the best and most experienced clinical experts at your fingertips without the intimidating kind of setting of a clinical approach. 
Exactly. So this is how it works. We match you up with the best counselor for your needs. You get one-to-one time with your own mental health nurse, over 200 plus minutes of content, weekly workshops with us, and guest experts in different fields such as emotional eating, anger management, addiction, and more. So usually this will cost an arm and a leg, but we've worked really hard to give you payment options for as cheap as about 30 bucks a week. So if this resonates with you, jump onto rechargewellness.com.au and click get started to talk to our team and see if this is right for you. So that's rechargewellness.com.au. Nah, I find out that's, it's very insightful. It's quite, it's quite fascinating thing to kind of delve into. And I mean, like for the people that are listening to the podcast right now, I think that like, one of the big questions I'll have for you at the moment is going back to the topic is like, how vulnerable are you in terms of these particular things that based on how we defined it at the start, based on some of the examples that we've showcased in our life at the moment is, you know, how open are you? Do you have that element of surrender? Um, yeah. In your life And with the people That you speak to You know How do you vent How do you release yeah. it Because Like you said Without Because if you're not If you're not vulnerable And going back to the title Being like the power of vulnerability Is that if you're not powerful If you're not power, If you don't What am I saying There's no power no, in your no, vulnerability Because <laughs> I got the You know what happened You know what happened DJ Catlin <laughs> You know what happened shit. I was looking at something On the table And I got distracted Looking at it That I forgot what I was saying which so is, crazy Which bro. is so crazy Mid sentence That is crazy yeah, That's okay But what I was saying Basically going back To what I was saying Is that Knowing the power Of the vulnerability Knowing that what it does In terms of how close gain our awareness you want to really ask yourself the question of being like well am i at that point because if we're yeah. not at that point then like a lot of these insecurities a lot of these examples i was saying they probably spiral in a way that's so hidden and that's the thing with mental health it's not always so evident it's that it's like oh okay like this is actually affecting me like that yeah, it, it yeah. creeps into you so it's a, it's a really big thing to be um to be practicing as much as you yeah, can 100 percent. you say you were you asking me how how vulnerable i am or you are saying no to listeners? the audience to the listeners, yeah, yeah, yeah. To the listeners yeah, yeah to be yeah. asking yourself that question but that is a great question for you though like how how open and honest how vulnerable do you think that you actually truly are do you think that you're actually out here being naked like all the time like to your friends or close people or whatever like oh that's a great question i think that for me um like did you want me to scale it from like one to ten is that just for your perspective this is a qualitative answer answer. answer. yeah okay right i'm just trying to see do it in a way that makes sense well for my subjective opinion i think that i'm quite especially with the people that are around me like my friends people that get it i'm definitely i feel like i'm quite vulnerable from that respect yeah I think that uh, it's interesting because they're like, like my parents and family, I don't feel like I'm as vulnerable. And obviously there's a lot of um, pressure still that I'm still working to them. from them based on what I do, that if I was to be vulnerable and showcase it with them, it might have a bit of an impact. So that's why I'm still kind of trying to navigate that. So you're not vulnerable to your family, is what you're saying? That's what I'm saying, oh, yeah. as much yeah. as I want to be. Um, but definitely like with friends, people that I get it. And I think that, that's what I'm saying. I'm quite fortunate because it's like I have people that get it. And I feel like everybody's got people that get it, but people that are stuck in the loop that I can relate to, like with family, for example, then it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a bit of a journey because I can't imagine some of the things that I could say at the moment, and this is just me being raw, that if I had to tell them and really like let them know how I feel, I don't know if it'd be receptive. And there's obviously cultural barriers to that as well. That makes it hard, but yeah, you know, that's where I'm at. But that's the thing, man. That's, it's, it's so hard because it's like, well, then isn't that vulnerability? Like the like understanding what the you know what can come from that, but still being open and honest and real to that. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not saying that you should. I'm not saying you should do anything. I'm just saying like that is vulnerability. That is vulnerability. That's vulnerability a- isn't you know vulnerability. The power in vulnerability isn't doing it in a safe environment. It's doing it in a you know. In, in situations where you don't know how it's going to come out and how yeah. it's going to be received. Yeah, exactly right. And that's very true. And that's, 
it definitely vulnerability is not something that's easy. It's definitely hard. Yeah. And that's like, you know, it's kind of like what we spoke about earlier, which is offline. The podcast is like those marginal kind of steps that you take towards it. Like yeah. you can look at it as a big, over, like, oh shit, like this is too much to do. Um, so you're not going to do it at all. But if you take micro, small marginal steps each time that will eventually get to that end goal. That's the main thing. Yeah. Cause I think for me, one of my biggest kind of, um, the big barrier as to why I don't do it is not exactly what they're going to say back to me, but it's again, I'm, I'm really, I'm really nailed into the what happens from a growth perspective off the back of it. And for some of the things that I, I'd want to talk to them about, I just don't know if it would re- result in any form of growth. I think that it could just be something that's passed off, like, oh, whatever. Yeah. And it doesn't really transcend into anything. So then yeah. I, in my head, it's like, what's the point of having yeah, that conversation? Yeah, yeah. So that's okay. kind of, that's my big barrier not what they're actually going to say to me yeah, i know right. that i still have faith that my parents will love me unconditionally yeah um, i have enough awareness to be like yeah they might throw labels and stuff that's not their fault um but it doesn't define me i have that awareness but i'm more like okay well what comes off the back of that is the is the big thing yeah exactly. um okay. so that's be that's interesting dude that's really interesting yes, yeah facts all right yeah, I, I can get down with that i think that that's a that's a very like a solid kind of perspective in terms of how things are going. Very insightful. Yeah, yeah. What about you? What about me? That same question. How vulnerable am I? Yeah. I think that I used to not tell my, like tell my family anything. I think that like, if you grew up ethnic, I don't even want to say African. If you grew up ethnic, generally speaking from a lot of people I was speaking to, it is so hard to be real and open and honest with your parents. It's a real issue, right? Yeah. But it's crazy because obviously the people that know you, the best exactly <laughs> you know and with your family so today um they've known you the longest but the best yeah 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 sure yeah yeah but then it's crazy they, they but they they're probably like yeah they've known you the longest so like they obviously play some kind of role i'm talking about in a, in a typical you know obviously if you got different dynamics in your family i'm just talking it from like i'm saying pretending that uh, you know you still have a relationship with your parents is what i'm saying so no you know, it could be anything but i'm just saying for us right for, for my for my particular situation right they know me they know me well right i think that they definitely do know me well in my deepest and rawest forms mm. i don't think anybody sees me as as upset or as angry or as lost or as confused or really seeing me raw the way my family does. Mm. Um, I still have those reservations for a lot of reasons for them, but I think generally speaking to other people, I'm a very open and honest person because like, like I've said to you so many times, like, man, like I, I've gone past the stage of being that like caring, like just giving a shit or like someone says, and it's not because I'm a, like, I'm SK, like I'm so cool. It's more just because I've really started to value that feeling of like when I do open and I am vulnerable, if like the it's a euphoric feeling, right? And I really do see it as a superpower. It's crazy with my parents. It's so much harder. My family in general is just so much harder because I think that I have this um, expectation associated with that yeah. and that fear of of really and truly disappointing them because I think that for me, like I've seen how much effort and time and care and sacrifices they've done yeah. to get us, but also me where I'm at, right? Like, if I told you my story about my family, it was crazy. Like, my dad came here with, like, a, a hundred US dollars in a suitcase mm. from Nigeria to Australia. He didn't know anyone but one person. 
that happened to work at, you know, Concord Hospital, just a random hospital, didn't even know when their shift was. He got he used his last money for a taxi to go from the airport to the hospital and was walking around the hospital just looking for these person. Didn't even know they were on shift. Yeah. And just happened to bump into them. Was about to go home. Anyway, he met that person, struggled. My dad's educated. Like he had degrees and stuff back at home, but he came and worked in, you know, worked like, you know, labor jobs and stuff like that. No disrespect, but it's just a different thing from what he's used to, right? So went been through it all. We came in and we did not have we like we were not lavish yeah. growing up. So to see that struggle and my like but my parents never ever made it seem like made us feel that we were poor. Like I yeah. never felt that. In re, on reflection, I can now being an adult, I can respect and reflect and be like, oh shit, that's why we ate cereal with water. <laughs> you, know? Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. But like at the time, I never felt that. Uh, it's yeah. like yeah, I mean, like I didn't feel like it was uh, like I was I was poor, you know what I mean? Like even though I never like you know we didn't go to excursions, we didn't do we didn't do a lot of the stuff that a lot of the kids got to do. It was more so like I always felt like I had what I needed. So when I think back about that, I always went to great schools. I always got all those opportunities. I went to tutoring, bro. Like like what the f? Like what opportunity? Yeah. Um. When I look back at when I look back at that, I'm like, I feel like I can't let that go to shame because mm. I've I've effed up and you know what I mean like they've come to this country they've you know, sacrificed so much and there's people back home and I'm like I'm out here making mistakes right like that feeling of like oh you know I'm Femi look at me I just got this girl in a situation mm. I've just done that I've just had this situation with me you know what I mean like how am I gonna face them how are they gonna say like well the one thing's like oh my god you got a girl pregnant how are you gonna tell them that Mm. How are you gonna tell them that? And are you gonna tell them that like, yeah, yeah, I did that, but I also got rid of it? How are you gonna yeah. have that conversation with someone? Yeah. How are you gonna be real with them like that? How are they gonna look at you the same? And it's like, and it's a crazy thing because it's like, wow, like, like yeah, like, I think they will still love me, but it's also like, damn, like, I don't know how they would be able to be like, not feel like they failed. <laughs> it, it, it's crazy because I resonate with that. I think that like. For sure, definitely. And I think coming back to your point, it's like, well, that's the vulnerability, right? Like knowing all those extenuating yeah. factors, knowing all of the things that have happened, but knowing that still deep down, this is kind of me. Yeah. That's just It's just, it's so, that, it, it's so crazy because it's, it's, it's the people that you probably hold in the highest regard that you're the, yeah, the, you're the most fearful of disappointing, right? Yeah, for sure. So. And, yeah, for sure. That story that I feel like for a lot of ethnics, man, but that story in particular, I can definitely resonate with as well. Is like because that's I think that that's like the big motivator for why I do things. Like when a lot mm, of people mm. ask me like, well, why do you do things? It's because what do you think about the the struggle and the challenge and you know what your family did to be able to get you to this point, like. I remember like even like with this, I feel like, every, I don't know why the story sounds so familiar because I, I don't even tell that much of my parents' story to people as well because it's like, it's one of those things that's like, when you think about it, it has that potential like, oh, what I found for myself is to put me back in that spiral of feeling guilty and shameful mm. sometimes. So I don't really like say it. Um, but it's definitely something that I'm working and navigating towards. So like the whole purpose of this podcast really wasn't to be like, I've got all the answers, but it's to nice. let you know some of the challenges and struggles that even us as you know, being who we are, people that you potentially get advice from, you know, these are the kind of the barriers and challenges that we have and potentially can learn from that. Um, but it's powerful. It's, it, you know, it's really, really powerful just like laying it out there and just having that conversation. 
A hundred percent, a hundred percent, and it 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 kind of feels scary and good at the same time. It's that kind of um, you know, that you know that that happy medium where like you know excellent things happen when you're in the middle of fear, middle of fear, but you do it anyway. Yeah, exactly. That's that's the that's the that's the thing, man, and that's just how you gotta. I really, yeah, exactly. We don't have the answers, but I really think that I would encourage you all to practice vulnerability because vulnerability is a muscle. It's not just something that comes. It's a skill. It's a muscle. It's something that needs to be practiced and, and grown. 100%. 100%. But, um, yeah. But you know what? I really love this podcast. I think it was fun. Um, I was like, I, vulnerable conversations, you could be chatting for hours. You didn't even realize. So, yeah. I, you know, I really, really enjoyed this. And I think for the guys listening as well, I mean, let us know what you think. Let us know your thoughts, comment. I, I really want to start. I keep saying this all the time, but I promise that I really want to be like interacting and really trying to get to know everybody that's listening to the podcast and really try to answer and speak to you guys directly. I might not know all the answers, but I definitely feel confident in my ability to provide some kind of value to you. So let's interact, let's engage, comment, do what you need to do. We, we love to connect. Facts, 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 facts. Um, but did you have anything that you wanted to say or you wanted to kind of wrap up here at this point? Nah, man. Go go hug somebody, people. That's it. That's it. You can tell them, tell them the truth. Yes, sir. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, look, that's it for another episode of the Uncovered Podcast. I do want to encourage you guys, though, that if you are liking these episodes and um, you know, you rate what we're saying, let us know that you rate it in the reviews. Don't no. just be silent about it. I know. Don't just rate it. Don't just rate it in your room, man. Yeah. That, that's not helping us get sponsorships. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> it's really not. <laughs> legit, legit. So please, Share it. five stars, leave a review means the world to us till then love you all see you guys in the next episode of the uncovered podcast with nick and femi love and guidance